0: Today on the show, we meet mysterious figures, learn the rules, and start down on a path that will change our lives forever. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and themes behind some of our favorite universes. I'm Jaden and I'm Kevin. And here we are on episode 3 of Andor. They they challenged us a little bit by uh releasing three episodes in one week, but jokes on them. We managed to push through and get all these podcast episodes out for you guys. Hell
1: yeah, hell yeah. And boy oh boy was this episode good. I mean, I definitely think it put a nice little bow or you know, a cherry on top if you will. Like I think this episode was I loved it. I thought it was great.
0: Oh, I think this uh, this sets up everything else, and I think I I remember I was talking to some people uh, offline, and they were saying like, "Man, I I don't I only watched the first episode," and I was like, "That was a mistake because the first episode, you should think of the first three episodes as one larger episode." Yeah, and I like if you think of the mindset that way, then you'll you just get so much more enjoyment out of out of Andor, and I think this is like the finale. Of the first three, I don't yeah. know if we're getting multiple episodes every week. I'm pretty sure it's just one a week from now from here on out. But yeah, yeah. But man, what a what an episode to start the the schedule off with. I know.
1: So like all the other episodes, uh, we're gonna do our brief synopsis and kind of go around and talk about what happens in the episode. You know, I'll sprinkle in little fun here and there, some lore or whatnot, and then uh, we're gonna go into some more detail later on. Uh, but first. We have some housekeeping. You know the drill. We love to hear from you guys, our listeners. Hopefully, you're listening. You're, you're still listening. Email us podcast at loreparty.com. We love getting emails from everybody. We literally, and we do, we read them. We literally read them. We love yes. them. They're great. And people have been sending episode ideas and, you know, they, they send us questions and, we try to answer them. So definitely send us an email as well as follow Jaden here at Mr. Jad J M R J A D J A Y on Instagram and Twitter, because he's got banter that you have no idea. His star Wars banter online is great.
0: I, I appreciate the, uh, the, the, sh- the lying of my, sh- my casual shit posts on my mouth. No. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> They're great. It. <laughs> They're so good. And then you can find uh, Mr. Kevin here at in the loop uh that's i n underscore the underscore l u p e uh on twitter and instagram and give him give him a follow he he too has has some fun takes on on various things that interest him that you might yeah. be interested in as well
1: yeah i know some people were curious about my instagram and twitch because my instagram and twitch are at so my instagram is at k underscore loops like l o o p s because I'm terrible at branding myself, I uh, did K Loops, but with a Z for Twitch, and people were like, "Oh, you're the worst." Why do you have
0: so bad? I'm like, I know, oh, I, know, you're I, know the worst. I know,
1: I know, I know. I need to, I need to consolidate. I gotta change it around.
0: But that's for another day. Today we're talking about Andor and the finale of the first three episodes.
1: Now, seriously, this is the mega spoiler episode, in my opinion. So, yes, just, just chill. Don't listen to this episode yet. Watch the episodes, then listen to our other episodes, and then listen to this episode. Uh, because literally, like, everything happens in this episode. This is a big Absolutely. one, so we warned you. All right, now we're gonna get into it. Okay,
0: cool. Yes, all right. So, we begin our journey with the young Cassian. He's climbing into the ship as we saw him in the previous episode. He's making his way through the ship and he's passing a bunch of corpses, and again. They're, they're CIS, they're, they're, you know, but, I, but we'll get to that in a second. Because that was, that was my big takeaway from the episode. Uh, and a door opens, and it looks like a control room. And Cassian sees his own reflection on the console, and it makes him really angry, so he starts smashing the wall. Which I'm, I'm wondering if that's the first time he's ever seen his own reflection in, like, anything. Because they, they, they seem to be very low tech when the episode starts. I think I, I remember we were talking about
1: this even outside of podcast stuff that these kids clearly have been there for a really long time. They have a bunch of high tech, but they don't use it like that. They use it as, you know, super low tech, which I think is actually mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, but yeah, they they don't know how any of this shit works. I you, They clearly don't know.
0: No. Which is very interesting, timeline-wise. We're going to hopefully we we'll get a greater explanation of that later. We cut back to present day where Cassian, he's at the junkyard, and there's a crew of workers. They're taking apart old ships. This is kind of similar to what we saw with uh, Cal Kestis at the beginning of uh, Jedi Fallen Order. This must be another like planet-crushing sh- you know, shipyard or whatever. I'm so excited about this. This makes me so pumped. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes brasso uh he walks over and Bra- and cassian tells brasso like hey i'm leaving i'm leaving leaving like yeah i think this is what it seems like they always ex- you know cassian disappears from time to time but i yeah. think this is like like oh no i'm i'm gone gone like i'm i gotta go i thought it was interesting
1: that he just like he literally just showed he takes all this time you know he has an hour remember like he's like i have an hour t- until yep. i leave he has an hour and he takes his time to go to Brasso. just like yo bro I'm out. Just want to say later. And then like the conversations, I don't know what, 10 seconds. And then he just turns around and he's like, yeah, take care of yeah. Marva. See you later. Bye. Boom. He's like, Marva, like,
0: Marva, what? I'll leave money with Marva. I'm money's going to be at Marva's. Like what I owe you is there.
1: And they always say like, Oh, tell Marva to turn the heat on. And I'm like, yeah. well,
0: that that's like a
1: running gag. You keep hearing people say that. Which I thought it was really funny.
0: And again, I, I like how there, this is, this is something that star Wars has needed for a long time. Like this very much feels like slice of life, like very simple. Yeah. These are not like, you know, world changing powers here. These are just like people living their lives. And I, yep. I really do like that, that they're and in the fact that they're about to be absorbed into like a larger conspiracy is very cool, too. Yeah.
1: And so after this little short scene we see Luther again is coming out of the transport that he was on earlier uh, where he was, you know, conversing with that old dude, that little gentleman guy. Um and what's really funny is he made a friend. Like they're yeah. what, they're at first like in the last episode he's like, "Oh god, not this guy's trying to talk to me." And then like they're getting off off of the transport and they're like chatting up, laughing, and I'm like, "Hey, oh, yeah. oh, you're ever okay, in the system, let cool. me know." Um, yeah, yeah, he's like, "Oh, mind your wallet, buddy." He's like, "Oh, thank See you later. Like I thought, that was really cool. But as soon as he gets off, he walks down uh, the the street or whatever, and Bix sees him, and Bix is like, "Yo, here's what's going on with Cassian." And he obviously already knows. He knows everything, and he's like, "Well, you know, has anybody found out about him? Like what?" He starts kind of going through the checklist of same thing, kind of like Marva did. Like, who knows what? Yep. He clearly is like, okay, I think he may have been identified. Like, he can kind of figure it out. And he's like, all right, so we're going to have to be quick about this. And then right then and there, you see a cut of uh, Karn and his men. They come out of hyperspace, and they start, like, making their way to land on the planet. Yeah. And I like how he's so able to just figure things out so quickly with just the little bit of information he gets.
0: Well, and, and you know, you get the sense that he's that he's been doing this a while. Like this is just another this is just another contact mission for him. Yep. Which I I really I, I like that aspect of his character, and uh, B two emo. I love how we're calling B two emo. By the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, he's dri- he's going through the town, and then it cuts to a younger, more not so broken looking B two emo. Yeah. And he's going through the sh- the same ship that Cassie was exploring while on Canari. And we even run to a, a young Marva, and then we run to another man named Clem. And they're going through the ship, and clearly Marva is the one in charge. Like, I, I, yeah. that, that has stayed consistent throughout her character oh, yeah. showing up, is that she's the one in charge, which I love that. They, they hear Cassian making noise, and she only notices the fuel modules that they can scrap. Uh, they find Cassian, but this, like they walk in, and they find Cassian like beating the crap out of the room, and then he gets really scared. When Vituemo says there's a Republic frigate approaching into orbit.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really funny how like she hears Cassie and making noise. He he hears it like Clem's just like, oh my god, we gotta go. And she's like, look at all that stuff we could get. Oh wow, like she's just like doesn't give a shit.
0: Yeah, she's like she's like, oh no. Anyway.
1: Yeah, she's like, oh, anyway, uh, yeah, those those uh, fuel modules, that'll make us a lot of money. Like, she's obviously, like, a scrapyard person or, like, a smuggler in some way. That's kind of yep. clear right then and there. So, after this scene, we now go to a quick back and forth between present day and the past, and then, like, two events simultaneously. This is when the episode gets a lot of, like, boom, 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 with everything going yeah, on.
0: Yeah, it picks up speed very quickly.
1: Yeah, so just keep in mind, we're going to go, like, really rapid with this to try to, like, can, you know, keep you in the tension, too. Because, honestly, it brings up, it builds up a lot of tension for both situations, and they kind of become, like, a parallel thing eventually. It's... it you'll know you'll know
0: it's kind of crazy yeah it just it just keeps uh just the the wheels keep spinning real quick in this episode
1: yeah definitely so the way it starts is now karn and his men they're now on the planet and the locals everybody kind of sees it Brasso's there they clearly are not happy about these guys being there and Brasso's kind of concerned he's like ah shit what the hell and Cassian is now closing the doors to like this abandoned building that he went to it's like an old factory and he's waiting there for Luthan and then all of a sudden we cut back to the past and we see Marva's trying to communicate with Cassian she then is like all right I'm gonna knock this kid out she knocks (laughs) him out and then she takes him with her as any loving mother would do I know, but this, that whole section right there, that's the span of, like, maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. Like, yeah, it was boom, 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 all.
0: super fast. So then we cut back to an older Marva opening the door to Karn, and he, Karn has a warrant, and, and, and you know, the, which is like, oh, shit, they've, the, the, the yeah. net has finally closed. Like, they're getting, that's how close they are. Yep. And Bix is talking to Tim, and Tim looks kind of nervous, and meanwhile, Karn and his men are, like, ransacking Marva's house, and they find B2 emo, and Karn tries to interrogate the droid, but the only thing it does is call it Marva's name, which is really funny.
1: Oh, I thought it was sad.
0: I'll get well, into like, like this that's, whole that's part. That's all he gets. He's like, I know. He's like, he's like just Marva. Marva. Like, I can't handle this. Yeah. Very much E or E I moment. know. It's sad. See, then it gets, for me, what I didn't think was funny is when Karn's like, he threatens to pull a power supply, and he's like, no.
1: all right we'll get into this later about this scene that this is probably i I think it's a really nice scene but it's like nice in terms of like it makes me like this droid so much but anyway continue yeah
0: marva then says don't be scared but karn asserts his authority is like no no you shut up like i like he's he's trying to play the role that he's put upon himself for a long time now where it's like he's the gruff security officer but he's not
1: He's playing dress up, if you will, with his, you know, authority. I mean, he (laughs) yells. He's like, tell her to shut up. And, like, they grab her and put their hand over her mouth. Like, she's clearly, like, suffocating. Like, it was bad. And so, like, right after when this happens, all of a sudden B2Emo is, like, unknowingly getting a communication from Cassian. And it's like, you know tell Marva, you know, uh, you know, I'm sorry, make sure she turns the heat on, like, stuff like that. And, and... You can tell, like, B2M was like, ah, shit. Like, the, yep. the droid is like, uh-oh. They clearly, like, all of a sudden, you know, they trace him. They know where he's at. And they look outside as they're about to leave. And obviously, a crowd is outside. A shit ton of people are outside. And they're getting a little bit rowdy. And so, all of a sudden, we see these people. They're all out there. And then it cuts. And we just see Luthen just show up. To where Cassian's out in this, like, abandoned factory thing. Then, all of a sudden, it cuts back to the crowd outside the house. And they're screaming and yelling at the team as they're trying to make their way through. And, uh, like, the sergeant's like, oh, you know, we're just doing our job, you know, we got a warrant, that's all. And, like, people are yelling, like, she's just an old woman, stuff like that. Like, everybody's just going nuts. They're like, you know, leave her alone and all this. Then, all of a sudden, Bix's brother, the little guy, the younger brother, he sees... What's going on? He's like watching this. And then he sees who comes out of the house. And then he's like, oh, shit. And so he runs over to his father uh, while Karn and his men, they just kind of begin their way now to Cassian.
0: Yep. They kind of they start to spread out a little bit, too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yep. Trying to trying to cut off all avenues of his escape. Meanwhile, we cut to uh, to Luthan finally shows up to meet Cassian. Cassian's like like just trying to like, hey, let's sell this item as quick as I can. Yeah, I want to get out. You know, I'm trying to get out here, but Luton keeps like testing him. Yeah, he's not. He's not even like. I, it, it's like this item, you know, for Cassian. It's like it's his ticket home, but this guy's like, he doesn't seem to give a shit about the item yeah. at all. Well, they start like bartering
1: for information about each other. Yeah, which is as like almost like a form of currency to get this box. Which honestly, the box at this point, Cassian, I don't think, doesn't realize that the box is not doesn't fucking matter.
0: No, the box is like is is the least of his want or worry. He's like, ah, I'd rather know how you got it, which was which was. I was like, ooh, interesting. Why does he? Why why did? Why is that relevant? Mm -hmm. Which and I think that set off alarm bells in Cassian's head because it's like, why is this random dude who showed up asking me about how I got this thing? Because like that's that's cop one hundred one right there to try to figure uh, ascertain how you know this item was was stolen. While this is all happening, too, uh, Bix's dad runs over to Bix in the shop saying, hey, the corporals are looking for Cassian. And that makes that like sets alarm bells off in her head. And she's like, well, who would have told, you know, who would have told them about Cassian? She begins to leave and then they find Tim walks over to stop her and he slips up and she's like, oh, oh, this dude ratted ratted him out. Yeah. Like as she's leaving, she calls him out on it and he starts to chase after her.
1: Yeah and she's pissed too she's like oh, yeah. somebody ratted him out like she's trying to think about it like her dad knows stuff but her dad's like obviously not the person who did it and while she's about to leave that's like when Tim is just Tim's been staring at her the whole time the way he he slips up is he's like let him go and she's like who? how do you know what I'm talking about? and then that's yep. when she's just like this motherfucker this dude right here yeah he he done he messed up big time and I think this is when he realizes ah oh and so, all of a sudden, then we cut back. Luthen is now testing Cassian. So, he just keeps asking questions like, how'd you get it? You know, why are you so willing to go in a hurry? What's going on? And then, when he says, like, I want to know how you got this thing, he offers Cassian more money to tell him how to how he got it and Cassian's like yeah sure okay and then he's like here boom thousand credits and just throws it at him (laughs) like it's just like nothing he's like yeah come on let's go and Cassian's like uh and what he says
0: that's again where he's like whoa what's happening here yeah like you're not you're not the normal guy who buys my shit
1: yeah pretty much and Cassian's just like okay fine and so Cassian says he just pretended to belong he just went with you know, what was going on. And uh, Cassian just kind of keeps going on and on, trying to get Luthen to leave. He's like, come on, like, let's go already. And Luthen then calls out Cassian. He says that, you know, if they find him with this part, they will hang him like cuz they have this like whole like conversation luthen's like if they find me me not not cassian well both of them honestly but luthen's yeah. like if they find me with this part they're going to hang me and then he just turns and goes yeah just like your father and cassian as soon as this happened whips out his weapon points it right at him and is like who the fuck are you how do yeah. you know anything about me so that's a kind of a hint like i guess maybe his father was hung i don't know maybe it was the other dude who was with Marva, we don't know. We, that we really seems, don't. Know.
0: That seems to be t- like it, I, I seem to believe that that would be it. Like the the dude, because yeah. if Marva's still around, then that would explain.
1: Yeah, but it's it's wild. It gets really tense in that room because. Cassian's like pissed. He's like, what the fuck is going on here? Who are you? What? Literally, he pretty much does a, um, uh, John Krasinski, you know, Jim meme, like what the hell is going on? Like what is going on? And so Luthen kind of explains how he knows Cassian. He, he did his research. He knows who this guy is. He even says, he's like, yeah, sure. I want the box. Yeah. The box is cool, but I want you to join me instead. Like I want you. I came here for you, yep. not really the box. The box is like a bonus, but like it doesn't have to be
0: there. I want. I can get. You. I can get that box. I can't get you. Yeah. Which is is so cool. And then now we get to my favorite part of the episode, which I I love. Uh, the locals, uh, they all start scattering, and they they keep saying like, corporals are here. Corpos are here." So then they take uh, uh, pieces, they take like metal pipes and start just banging on what look like wind chimes, hanging on their like doors. But it, it turns out it's like a rudimentary alarm system, to just it's like cool. let everyone know like, hey, you know, cops are here. Everybody's scatter. Like if you're doing something illegal, fucking stop it and run. The entire time, like all the corporates are like, what the hell's going on? And they're just like, the entire city is basically alive with with passive resistance. To their to their presence of to their presence there, and it's so interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty cool.
0: So at the same time, like Luthen and Karn are both like, "What is that noise? Like, you know, what's going on outside?" And the sergeant's like, "Ah, don't worry about it. Everything's fine." And Cassian starts asking more questions, like, "You know, where's your ship? Like, how do we, you know, how, what's your plan to get out of here?" And one of Luthen's devices starts to beep, and he realizes that Cassian's holding a comm link, which they can track. And that's how they're, that's how they're, you know, following them to that location. So he takes the comm and he smashes it. And then the door starts making noises and Cassian realizes, oh crap, we are fucking surrounded.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty like intense right then and there. Um, Luthen's not pissed really. I mean, he's annoyed, but he's like, he's still calm mostly throughout the situation, which is pretty crazy to me. Clearly he has done this before.
0: Yeah, this is like, it's, it's like, you know, this is, this is, it's not ideal, but it's not top ten situations that I've been in that are bad. And I doubt
1: these are the guys that, like, are the worst ones he's ever fought, to. So well,
0: you gotta you remember, know. like, this isn't even the Empire. These are corpos. These are, these are just fucking, you know, nine to five goons. Chump change. Yeah, this is, this is, this is mall cops versus, uh, team. <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
1: if you call the card a mall cop, I'm pretty sure he'd be pissed. Yeah, but I mean, he's not. I'm not
0: wrong. I'm You're not, not wrong. wrong.
1: You're really not. You're really not. So after this part, Bix. Then we cut to Bix, and she's running through the town trying to find Cassian. and then she comes across some corpos, and she turns. She sees them. And she's like, Ah, shit! And she turns around, and they're like, Hold on a second, not running home, are you? Like they like catch yep. her, and they make her stop, and they use gunpoint. Like they put put her up at gunpoint, and they make her stop, and then we go back and nobody's moved in on luthen and cassian. Luthen says that um he he's clearly like you know they're they're waiting for reinforcements, like they're they're not going to they are going to be fine. And so they start kind of planning their escape and he's like I need a speeder and Luthen is like okay, where can we get a speeder? And they kind of talk about where they could go. And then Luthien decides, all right, fuck this, and he blows up the front door that <laughs> that, that he came through, that one that uh, Cassian closed earlier. He's like, all right, let's go, and he has, like, a little way out the back, like, in, like, the back furnace area, and he's like, let's go, and Cassian's like, the box, we need the
0: box, and he won't leave it alone, man, like, no. he, he just needs that box, that's, and they start getting... I think I think in his mind Castian doesn't really understand what's going on here. He still yeah. thinks that the guys only here for the box.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, even yeah.
0: if the guys like, "No, nah, leave it, leave it." He's like, "No, no, no, you yep. don't understand like if you're yep. if this if our transaction is done and you're not going to buy this thing from me, I still can sell it to someone else."
1: Exactly. He doesn't realize what's really going on. I do think the box will play we'll talk about this later, but I think the yeah. box has a thing. We'll talk. Anyway, they start getting shot at now. A bunch of the dudes that were at the front door, they're basically out. They're they're either dead, knocked out. Uh, we see one of them fall and everything, and they're a mess. But some of the guys were in the rafters and they start shooting at them. All of a sudden, because the explosion went off, pieces of debris start falling from the the it ceiling. Was they were all cool. They were all hanging.
0: Oh yeah, so they're basically like uh, the, the those gears hanging up in the ceiling with the chains on them. Think, I, think, like, think like a bunch of engines and transmissions hung by chains.
1: Yeah, just, that's it. That's all it is. And they all just start falling all
0: at once. It's so I, I it's such a cool. They sequence. all just.
1: Yeah, they start going nuts. And Luthen is like, bro, forget the fucking box. I don't yeah. care about the box. What
0: are you, an idiot? We got to get out of here.
1: I know. And it, clearly he's showing like, all I care about is you. Let's go. You're worth
0: like 10 boxes. Yeah. So Cassian ultimately he decides like, okay, fine, you know what? I, I can't get to it. There's too much too much fire, too much interference. They kill everyone in the facility too. So so they're able to they're able to get away. But Karn and his men are they're on they're they're headed there and they they radio for assistant. So the men who are holding Bix, they just like they just handcuff her to a wall and they're like, ah, we'll 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 come back for her later. But as they're doing that, Tim runs over to do his best, like, oh shit, I, I fucked up. Let me try to help run, and they shoot him. <laughs> Which I think everyone everyone watching was like, "Yay, Tim got his comeuppance." Which is like, "No, nah, that's a little harsh for him." Fuck that
1: guy. He's the reason. He's one of the reasons why all this shit's happening. Fuck Tim.
0: True. The guy who uh, was in charge, he takes the gun from the guy who shot Tim. He's like, "Get you know, get the hell out of here. What are you doing? Like, we're not supposed to shoot people." And he's like, "He's like, yeah, go back to the ship and get ready for leave." And it's just, it's not even, it's not out of, it's not out of um, compassion. It's more of out of like, "Fuck, that's paperwork we got to do now." Yeah, right. So he tells him to go get the ship and get him ready to leave.
1: I think also he was kind of like... Saw... You could see in his... In both of their faces like, Oh shit, that was a mistake. You accidentally like... I don't want to say he was trigger happy, but like I think he was just scared and I don't think they all were in a situation like this before. Like I don't think... They have a lot of experience like obviously they like tried to look like they did when they were in the ship in the last episode. But I don't think I don't think these guys have. Well,
0: there there is there this is a Black Hawk Down situation like they're in the yeah. middle of they're in the middle of enemy territory. Pretty much. Yeah. Like there is there is not much uh, that if, if if the city decided to rise up and swarm them, there is nothing they could have done. True guy he takes the rifle from the other guys you know chastises him like hey you know what the fuck was that what are you you know get the hell out of here go get the ship ready and g- give us cover from the air and they just leave bix is-, is hanging from the wall just staring at her dead lover and i was like damn star wars
1: you know what? a little
0: dark fell in love with the wrong guy guy's a snitch yeah that's true much too much sopranos i'd be like yeah that's that's what you get uh- there's only one guy left from that original attack group like chasing and Cassian and Luthan, and he tells them that there's two now, not one, which Karn's like, whoa, what? You can see in his head, he's like, I didn't prepare for two, I was prepared for one. Yeah, and, and you can see Sarge is like, ah, shit. Yep. Well, because cause now the sergeant's like, oh, shit, is there like a, you know, conspiracy in this uh, shithole town? Well, they're going in their heads, they're like making up all these wackadoo
1: scenarios, you can tell, and it's like, nah, bro, it's- Literally, what you what that one dude said in episode one happened. Like it's what's not a conspiracy, and so (laughs) Karn is freaking out, and basically they decide to split up the team, and they're gonna ambush Cassian. We see Brasso walking away from the ship that Karn landed in. We just see him just walking away. That's all, just casually, just walking away. And then the pieces are all in motion. Marva is now talking to the guards in her house. Now, when I say pieces are now in motion, I'm I mean it. Like this is like a whole board of things just happen. Marva is talking to the guards in her house while all of a sudden the tapping in the town just stops. Like she's talking shit, freaking them out and stuff. And one then one by one, they just fall silent. They just they just just get super quiet. And this whole time, this whole buildup, like the pieces are moving for Karn's team and everything, you know, the tension, like you're, you're freaking out. You got this noise that doesn't stop the entire time. Bang, 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 bang. Like it's not stopping. That whole sequence doesn't stop. It stops right now. And it's dead silent. Dead quiet. Karn walks into a house. Well house shop can't even get in has to like shoot the door to get it open cuz he's a wuss and all of a sudden these aliens are in there and he shoots at them because he's a little bitch Scared. and he's like ah! and he you know yeah. shoots at them and uh he gets in the house like kind of like sitting there like trying to figure out what's going on and then all of a sudden a gun right behind him and it's Cassian and they start to try to interrogate him. Cassian is like, you know, how many are there? And Karn's like, oh, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, Luthan's just like, just kill him. And you could see Carn yeah. just be like, huh? And and then uh, what is, is it, it? And then that Luthan...
0: meme. Oh, kill him.
1: Yeah, literally. And then Luthen's like, I'll do it. Never mind. Like, you don't have to do it. And Cassian's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, hold on a second. And Luthen's like, nah, nah, get rid of him. And and Karn just folds, completely folds, tells them everything. Yeah. How many there are, all that stuff.
0: Which you gotta wonder, was that was that Luthan's intent, or was he always like, Yeah, just kill him? I you know, think was he was he just
1: like, like, just kill him. Like just fucking kill I, him. Bro. I do He's... too.
0: I but like, but like, hey man, did that did that work out? Like Cassian's restraint. Yep. Yep. You know, you let you let the guy live for a couple of minutes and he gives you everything that you're looking for? Absolutely. Yeah. The guy uh who was told to bring the ship, he he you know, he gets back to the ship, he turns on all the switches and knobs, and he starts to get ready to, to take off. And all of a sudden we see what was what Brasso was doing uh by the ship. He tied, he tied like a giant metal rope to the back of it and the ship gets stuck. Yeah, we'll say stuck in quotes. It's like, it's like, yeah, he's like trying to take off, but it's just, it's just like, it's keeping the ship in place. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's more than just casual resistance, by the way. That's active oh, yeah. sabotage.
1: That is active sabotage, and it's awesome.
0: Not only does, like, like the sabotage, like, cause the, the delay, this thing actually, like, crashes into one of the big scaffoldings. It, it just blows up. It's just like, that must have been terrifying for the soldiers on the ground. It's like, hey, our only evac is gone.
1: Well Sarge even realizes he's like freaking out. He's like they're everywhere. The enemy's everywhere. He like starts freaking yeah. out.
0: Which again, I love I oh god this this whole guerrilla thing is so, like they're lucky that they were just facing two guys. Could you imagine if there was actually a rebel strike team? Oh, they the would planet? not
1: even have landed.
0: No. And the and that that's actually that makes me think too. You know, I wonder if the rebels are on these guys radar. Like like they maybe they've heard stories of like the rebel boogeyman out there, you know, mm. these terrorists causing problems, or if it's, you know, this because this might just be way over their head, you know? So while this is going on, and Luth- Cassian, Cassian, Cassian and Luther <laughs> find speeders in a garage, and they, <laughs> meanwhile, one of the guards finds Karn tied up, which I bet he was like, wow, this guy's actually alive. Yeah, right. And this, I, I really did like this sequence too. Um, the, it's the soldiers are all set up in position, you know, overwatch, Overlooking the scene, and and all of a sudden, a speeder with uh, like the armored plating on the outside of it just shoots out of the, of the of the garage, and they all start firing at it wildly. And for a brief second, they think they got it because the the ship like explodes and like flips over and crashes, and they're all like, "Yeah, we did it! Go, team security guards! We got this done." And then Cassie to Luther. They fucking blow up the the ship and drive out on their speeder bikes. On a speeder bike. Well, that's the funny thing, too,
1: is, like, they they found these speeders, you know, where they're kind of figuring out what their plan is, and Cassian's like, do you still have those explosives? You could see how fast they came up with this plan, which to me is whack. Like, that was so fast. And... Clearly, like obviously, Cassian has done some wackadoo shit like this before. Because yeah, if he this was able not to, his first you time, know, yeah, definitely. Which
0: again is why Luthan wants him because he's he can tell that there's skill there because like yep. he didn't think of that. He you know that wasn't even on his mind to blow up yep. the speeder bike. Yeah. And what's what's funny? The we'll get into it, but like
1: you know when they were like, oh my god, we won, and then it's like, no, boom. <laughs> And so after that, we see uh, the last sequence, and we see Cassian escaping, and we get this great montage of just everyone. We see a young Marva taking him into her ship, and then we see the old Marva crying. We see B2Emo just kind of being sad. We see Bix finally getting released and then she tries to hug a dead Tim and just gets grabbed and they're like, nope, gotta go, we gotta move. He just, you know, we see a dead Tim. Uh, (laughs) Rasso, he's just sitting like at home, drinking, just sitting there thinking about like, ah, what did I do, what did I do? We see the sergeant uh, screaming at Karn who's in one of those like, you know, weird... Phased moments where he's just standing there. He barely hears anything and he's like, what the fuck? And then a stellar comparison of a young and old Cassian escaping both the planets that pretty much held them captive. Yes.
0: They're finally free to start their new journey, whatever that may be.
1: And we see the young Marva look back to an old Cassian. And that's episode three. That's Such it. a good ending. Oh, so good. It was so great. Uh, I'm really excited to, like, just jump into it. I want to, like, screw the ads, man. Let's just do it. No, we have to do an ad break. Yeah, we have to do ads. <laughs> to do ads. They'll, do they'll ads. yell
0: at us. Daddy corporate will yell at us.
1: Yeah. Oh, the corpos. Ah. <laughs> so we are going to take a quick break. Hold on a second. Just, just, Just wait a second, and we will be right back. Okay, we are back. Boy, do we have thoughts. Absolutely. I have so many thoughts.
0: I think this episode uh, sets the perfect tone. As I said earlier in the episode, y- you know, you had to watch all 3 I think in succession yeah. to really yeah. get the full weight of what was happening, yep. but I think once you did that that was absolutely worth it. I think that this episode was a great start to a to a series that I was already in love with. Like it just Yeah. The, the stakes are way more personal. This is not one guy against oh, oh, an yeah. Empire. This is one guy just trying to survive. You know, the yep. Empire is not even on the radar. This is this, They're, they're going to be the end boss, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's the perfect tone that you need to set. Because we've had storylines with Star Wars where it's big and bold and, then you yep. know, fleets of ships flying. But it's like, I think there's going to be like one or two ships, you know, running yeah. around. Like, this is going to be... Such a cool, more self-contained story, and I love that.
1: What a great beginning of a D&D campaign, I thought. I thought it was great. That's everything so fell funny because that's
0: exactly what it is.
1: Yeah, everything fell into place. Personally, this was the episode. This was the one. The one that I think brought the first three episodes all together. For me, yes. it felt kind of like a mini movie, like a perfect ending to the beginning. You know what I mean? Like I, I loved the tension throughout the entire episode, and obviously that ultimate buildup I thought was great. Um, but there were a couple things that stood out for me. So like, um, I'm a sucker for droids. We all know this. Jaden, you're a sucker for droids. We Absolutely. love droids. Uh, I think that interaction with B2 emo being scared, like actually showing emotion. He literally yells Marva's name, and then. Says no, like it's 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 real emotion to me. I that was that was something that I found super interesting. The droid just it it clearly exhibits emotions and was
0: actually frightened. It doesn't feel it's, like a <laughs> droid. It's an old. It's, it's just an old man who just wants to chill, feed his feed his space birds. Literally,
1: it it was it was weird. I mean, like obviously we've seen like C three PO and uh, having emotions, but. This didn't feel like a, you know, oh, no, you know, like, it didn't feel like a C-3PO emotion. This felt more real. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it didn't feel like Uncanny Valley emotion. It felt actually Mm -hmm. like real fear. So, I thought that was cool. I love what they're doing with the droids. I'm here for it. Um, I did think the, (laughs) the part where Karn finally thought he won was oh, absolutely hilarious. Beautiful. Oh my god. Beautiful. It was so funny because the music even is like, oh, we did it, and it felt like that meme, you know, like zooming in and being like smiling, like yeah, yeah, like we did, like that. Please make that a meme. Good because news, that was, Patrick.
0: We saved the
1: city. Oh my god, it was so funny, and it was fast. It was like instant. Like oh, we we you know we won, and then it's like nope, bitch, and they're like wait, no, what? you did not. Tim dying, that was great. Good riddance. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the actor did a great job. I, I no think he love did a great for job. Tim. Fuck that guy. Honestly, I actually think it would be better if Tim didn't die. If he like survived I, for the
0: story, yeah, we yeah. probably would have. Been. Maybe he could die later. I think this might have been premature to kill him off.
1: I don't know. I think
0: like you know, you get what you
1: deserve, bro. Like you're I mean, it does it does show the consequences
0: of not you know sticking with your you know it's your tribe versus outsiders kind of thing
1: yeah i I just think his his ultimately his jealousy killed him like fuck that guy oh
0: absolutely they didn't have i don't think they were they they were it was never shown that they were lovers in that sense you know
1: yeah 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 so now he
0: died for nothing
1: (laughs) now when you say you know the whole tribe thing i like how the entire town like came together and they they may not know who was in danger but they knew that whoever it was was not like a bad person or whatever like it was spread like hey somebody's in trouble they're not a bad person like they they rallied together and i thought that was really cool and yes it was it was tense man i liked it i thought it was great
0: that that whole sequence is so like that was that was my favorite thing just the passive resistance you know, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Shown. And
1: it was like psychologically like psychological oh, warfare yeah, you know, and all that. It Which worked. I it and totally here's the thing worked. I
0: don't know if that would have worked on stormtroopers. I feel like that probably wouldn't have worked on the stormtroopers because they're trained military guys, whereas these yeah. guys are, you know, they're corpos. They're they're this is a job to them. Because you see it in their casual actions in the previous episodes when like they're eating food at the consoles, you know, they're like, yeah. Oh man, this is gonna take all night. Why are you gonna yeah, make me yeah. do this? Yeah. Like, them whining and complaining about about their shitty desk duty that they've pulled. And it's like, this is your job, you know? Yeah.
1: The exchange with Luthan, I thought, was really great. Like, he clearly didn't have much intention of, like, coming for this box. No. It it wasn't, like, the important thing he wanted. Cassian was obviously much more important. And I thought that, that whole exchange, which we will get into in a little bit, I thought that was really good.
0: Yeah. No, I completely agree.
1: Honestly, I had no notes of negativity for this episode at all.
0: No, this was this was a perfect end cap episode. I, I how about this? I think the past
1: we got very little of the past, but I think that was to make up for having so much of it in the other two episodes. Maybe I don't know. I could see that. No, I could see that. Well, speaking of the past, we got some quotes, and the first quote yes. that uh, I picked a bunch of quotes here. I know we talked about them a little bit. The first quote was Marva saying, "I'm not leaving him to die." When she's grabbing, grabbing him because the Republic is on their way. And so she's like, they're, they're going to kill this kid. He killed, he killed these people. Like one of them, at least we're going to, we're going to save him. I thought that was really cool. I think it showed how she, that was, that's interesting. Yeah. I, now obviously we don't have more on the story, but I kept thinking to myself, oh, she just like Luther or Luthen." She wants Cassian, but I don't think she saw potential in Cassian in like, you know, like, Oh, I want him for his quality that he's going to be able to get this box. Like none of that shit. She I just think she just a saw kid. a
0: scared little boy.
1: Yeah. And so she was like, that's the cargo I want. She barely, I don't know, but maybe she barely left with any other cargo. He was the cargo. He was the person to protect. I thought that was wow. chef's kiss. The woman is great. I stand this marvel. Yes. Now the next quote, I thought, encompassed everything that Cassian will become, as well as one of the reasons why the Empire falls. Would you agree? I would agree, yes. The quote is, when Cassian uh, is explaining how he got the box, he says... They're so proud of themselves, they don't even care. They're so fat and satisfied, they can't imagine it, that someone like me would ever get inside their house, walk their floors, spit in their food, take their gear, and then, Luthan says, their arrogance is remarkable, isn't it? They don't even think about us. The whole exchange, just great, brilliant. He understands Oh God, it's brilliant! He understands the hubris of the empire and how that's going to be its downfall. And I think Luthen the most understands this.
0: I would agree, absolutely. He's 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 like, look, look at this. Well, I mean, look at like
1: the emperor. You know? Yeah. He thinks he's hot shit and some random fuck boy from uh Tatooine. Blows up his Death Star. You know what I mean? Like all Skywalker's. this stuff. Literally, bro. Like that's the thing, though. Like, I, I I'm gonna bring in the, uh, I'm gonna bring in the sequel trilogy real quick. That's fine. Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like how in Episode Eight, when at that point, you know, uh, Ray is no one, right? The hubris of the first order is like, you're fucking nobody, man. You're not anything to us. You mean, but like she is obviously going to kick their ass. And like, I just keep seeing that in the baddies, you know, like a lot of them think they're such hot shit that they get this ego and then like a kid just or, or, you know, a group of people that they think are beneath them just mess their shit up,
0: you know? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree, and so yeah,
1: I think I think that quote, that whole exchange, is really good.
0: I well, and it it, it speaks to like you know if you, if you listen to our Obi Wan Kenobi episode, like you, you know, that's exactly what I've been saying about the Empire. Is like you, if you wanna if you wanna out Empire an, an Imperial officer, you just got to act like the biggest dickhead in the room, and then everyone yeah. else will bow down to you because it just seems like you have authority.
1: Yeah, exactly, and. Well, that's the other the other quote too, which is really funny to me. I thought this was this was a Luthen quote, and I thought it was a perfect iconic Star Wars quote because uh, Cassian's like, "Why would I go anywhere with you?" and Luthen just goes, "Don't you want to go fight these bastards for real?" And I'm
0: like, yep. "That's such like a Han Solo thing to say, man." Oh, absolutely! It's like, hey, you know, when, when he's saying these bastards, he's not referring to the umpire; he's referring to the corporations. Honestly, I yeah yeah. Well, I mean. Yes and no. I think I think he's just
1: referring to authority. Authority, yeah. But also, they were talking about like the box at the point. So like he was talking empire. like how'd you get the box? And he's like, don't you want to fight these guys? You know. I don't know. Yeah. I I think I think it's just authority in general, personally. But like obviously the empire and these corpo fucked. Now that. Uh, quote we said earlier about them being, you know, so proud and they can't fathom these people doing things like, you know, getting in their house and blah, blah, blah. So there's a quote right after this conversation from the sergeant, right? They're walking through the town. Everybody's banging on stuff. And it's the sergeant explaining to Karn what people are doing when they're banging like, you know, the metal. What he says is, oh, just intimidation, sir. Bluff and bluster this proves the point what cassian said earlier they don't take anything beneath them in terms of these people that they see beneath them they don't take them seriously they don't realize how everyone right now is against them they don't realize they're surrounded only until later like he's just like oh this is bullshit they're just trying to be intimidating no they're clearly banding together saying all right get your shit together anybody who's ready to like you know fight or whatever or sabotage start doing it they're coming down the street you know you got illegal uh, shit
0: hide it in your socks now
1: yep close the shop up you know get ready to fight get ready to run like like they are communicating just by banging fucking metal man they are using and that's another little thing they're kind of doing what Cassian did on uh on uh, uh his old planet where they were using all this advanced gear but like just kind of rudimentary you know ways of just like blow darts and that kind of shit it's kind of similar like they're just banging on fucking old pieces of spaceships and they're just like hey everybody you know it's that i thought there was all these parallels it was really cool um but it really showed and, and reinforced that these guys are just they don't get it
0: no they they're not they don't understand which speaking of lessons like i i love the lessons that Luthen lays down in, in uh yep. When, yep. when they're escaping too like the you know Rule one: Never carry never carry anything you don't control. Rule two: uh, Build your exit on the way in. It's like this guy, you know, it, it, on the job training. We love on the job training, you know. Oh he's, yeah, he's learning things. He's he's teaching Cassian how to be a better spy than he already is because we already know he's good. This oh, is just totally. making him better.
1: Yeah, I like the whole like teaching stuff, and don't get me wrong, I love me some Jedi teaching, but this. Was really cool to see, like... Practical
0: skills being applied in the workplace.
1: Exactly, exactly. I thought it was really cool. Now, the last quote is from good old Marva. And this quote was when everybody was banging on shit and they stopped, right? So she's talking to the guards in the house. And she's freaking them the fuck out. And I thought what she, what she said was so badass... Oh, yeah. She's, it, it was great because she's just sitting there in her chair and the banging's going and these guys are looking out the window and they're kind of clearly looking a little nervous. And she goes, you hear that? That's what a reckoning sounds like. You want it to stop, but it just keeps coming. It's when it stops is when you really want to fret and then it fucking stops, yep. and it was so bad. And they
0: run. They fucking shit themselves and run. Bro, bone chilling, especially when,
1: like, it gets louder and louder and then just stops. Yep. And, dude, like, she gets it, you know what I mean? And that quote, too, when you think about it, it's kind of like the buildup of the resistance, right? It's, it's almost, now, I'm getting real into it right now, but... Philosophically and like cinematically and story wise, and all all the different ways you could think about this. Um, think about how each little house here is a specific planet or a pocket of resistance, or, as the sergeant would say, you know, pocket of fermentation. and mm. Each one is 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 banging one person doing it is not a big deal, but all of them starting to resist like that. Now you have a real uprising and the reckoning is, you know, everybody's complaining, complaining and or or trying to fight back or, or doing something and then it stops and you're like why did it just all of a sudden stop? And then yep. boom, explosions are going off. They're fucking killing people. Like they're beating each other up. They're they're blowing up speeders. They're, you know, all these guys are dead. Boom. Like that's that's it. That's that's the resistance right there. That's the metaphor for the
0: resistance. I love it. Yeah, no, the symbolism in this episode is really good and it just shows the 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 power that's that me- that small voices could have when they speak as one. Exactly.
1: So I'm curious, do you have any questions about what, what happened or what we have coming up? I'm a little curious. Cause I know you, you, you watched the episode and texted me and you were like, holy shit.
0: Yeah. I think I like initial reaction. Good. Give me more. Uh, I think the only real question that I had is in terms of the timeline, because there, there's that quote. You know, I, I've, I've said it every episode now, but the, I've been in this fight since I was six years old, and that was a Confederacy of Independent Systems uniform patch. But then she calls them the Republic, so I'm wondering if this is like right before the Clone Wars starts. I'm wondering if this is like these guys are Republic in that they, the you know, the Confederacy hat doesn't exist yet, because that's what I'm yep. thinking. Like if I'm thinking. You know, location and spacing and all that stuff, which is which is interesting because that means that, uh, you know, the the fight for him began even before the Republic had split. So I uh, hopefully we'll get answers to that soon, sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, I, I want to know, like, who's Luthen, Like, what's his deal, man? Like, I want to know more about this guy, how, you know, how he came to be who he is, all that. I want to just know his backstory.
0: Well, and you know something interesting about Luthan is that uh, the ship, in the subtitles, I think it even says like his ship is Kuwati. Dude, his which, ship is so fucking cool. His ship is from the Kuat Drive Yards. That's an expensive ship. That is not. Uh, that is not Corellian. Like that. They, they. You know. That's why everyone makes fun of uh, the Millennium Falcon whenever they see it. Is because the Millennium Falcon is a fucking cheap freighter. Yeah. It's like it's just like, it's like a top. Like Lando hon- turns it into a hot rod. Don't 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 yeah. get me wrong. But Lando yeah. or but but Han. You know, it's a piece of shit by the time he's got it. Yeah. and Or by, you know, by the time we see it in A New Hope. So, like, his ship, you know, this is the Kuat Drive Yards. Like, they make Star Destroyers. They make, like, the good shit. So, you know, who is this guy?
1: Now, the other thing, too, I'm curious about. I want to know how this situation is going to affect Karn moving forward. And then, obviously, up through the ranks or anything like that. I want to know how this works. Because if he had just listened... All of these people would have survived. He basically killed all of his men.
0: He killed yeah. all of them. And his boss told him not to pursue this, so yep. he might, he's going to face a big-ass reprimand when he gets home. And and I really want to see this kick him in the ass,
1: and I, don't, I just don't think it's going to. I don't think he's going to no, yeah, no, I don't think he's going to learn from it. No, not at all. Now, now I will say this. I think the Empire is going to take notice here's why because the box is still there i think when they go to get the bodies when they do all this stuff they're going to obviously do an investigation in that room find out you know if anybody survived what were they talking about you guys were on the rafters what's this box i think they're going to find the box and then this is because they talk about that
0: thing's worth forty thousand dollars exactly forty thousand credits on the black market so this is a valuable piece of item like we we've been calling it the box the whole episode but like this thing this star Drive so it's a data device that shows you the locations and ID tags of all imperial ships in the system. Yep. And at the same time, whatever ship you've plugged it into, you can make that ship invisible to their boxes. These, yeah. This is an interface that that relays like, hey, this is where our ships are in case someone gets in trouble. You could make your own ship invisible on their scanners. So like this is a very valuable piece of technology. 40 grand. Come on, I think it's way way more than that. It's got to be way yeah. well, well it even says and- that's cheap. Well, and remember in A New Hope, uh, you know Han was going to charge them ten thousand dollars, and Luke says, "I can almost buy my own ship for that." So we're talking about a very expensive piece of equipment.
1: Yeah, it's forty grand non U.S. dollar. Um, (laughs) I also want to know, like, with this box thing. So I think that. What's going to happen is the Empire is going to take notice because the box is going to be found. And I think Karna's probably going to contact them and be like, oh my God, look at this. He stole this box. I'm gonna, he's going to use it to his advantage. And yep. he's going to, it's just going to, the reason why I don't think he's going to learn anything is because I think this situation and finding the box and all that shit is just going to reinforce in his own mind why Cassian is so dangerous. Even there's though, a bigger,
0: yeah, there's bigger forces that work here, even though yeah, it's just Cassian even got though lucky it wasn't. And Exactly.
1: it. Now, the last thing is, I just, I hope Marva and B2Emo don't suffer because of it, because I like them. I don't want them to have to deal with any bullshit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with that. That would be terrible for their characters. It'd be good for TV, though, if she gets interrogated again. You know, Because oh, clearly, she is, she is, uh she's very worldly in her experiences and travels, so I don't think a little interrogation is going to intimidate her like Karn thinks it will. She's a badass. She's so great. So, final thoughts. what are you thinking? I think that this episode uh starts hits the ground running and just keeps going. I think that uh the setup for it is fantastic. I mean I'm I feel like I'm gonna be repeating myself here, but this is this is a great start to a show that I think Star Wars has uh needed for a yeah, long time.
1: I agree with that. I mean, Mandalorian, I think was one of those types of things, but I think this is this is just in a different a different sector of story that yeah. makes sense.
0: no I agree with that absolutely
1: overall I, I thought I, I thought this was a solid and strong episode like just episode alone I think it was really well shot and everything but I understand why the first three episodes were released like this because it definitely felt like just a long movie cut into just a couple chunks you know what I mean yep. like it just felt like a mini series or just a movie that they were like oh this is we don't want to cut any deleted scenes so we're just going to leave it as is you know um mm-hmm. i'm really excited to see where this goes i am too i'm really pumped for this this has got me really excited for more star wars and with that we hope you enjoyed this episode If you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. And be sure to connect with us on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at lore underscore party. And send us those emails. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.